Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Marriage Be Hard podcast. My name is Melissa. Kevin Fredericks. And on this podcast, we talk to some of our favorite internet influencer, if you will, couples. We talk about love. They share their story. We drop some gems. We often laugh. And this couple, you, I'm sure, have seen all across your um, social media content because they post some of the most adorable, heartwarming family content you have ever seen in your entire life. Um, but they may have first burst onto the scenes, seen on your content maybe in 2013, 14, mm -hmm. um, where uh, uh, the hashtag Leah Strong was kind of going viral. And that is none other than Devin and Asia Steele. How you doing? Very good. Oh, I didn't say all the things. They're content creators. They're podcast hosts, uh, ex-NFL players. They're all of the things. They're both ex-NFL players. Come on. <laughs> listen. Listen to me. Whatever you do, I'm doing too. So correct. Right. I didn't get on the field, but I bet you I was with you. Oh, yeah. Okay. She was the cheerleader. She was, in, she was with me in the gym. Come on. That's it. Period. <laughs> Okay, so welcome, welcome, welcome. We welcome you once, we welcome you twice. We welcome you in the name of Jesus Christ. Hey, come on and bless him. <laughs> okay, so um, let's start from the beginning. Let's talk about your love story, how you guys met, who had eyes for who first, because that's always interesting. So let's. I, I'm going to let her start. I want to see if she's going to tell the truth. This is see, always this where is... it's good. Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting story because. Both of our perspectives are completely different. Ours too. But um, we're both from Delaware, which is a small state, a small city of Wilmington, Delaware. And so Devin was a, kind of a big deal coming out of Delaware, getting drafted into the NFL. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so he had our, his family friends had threw him a big party um, to celebrate him in Philadelphia, which I was living at the time. And so mutual people that we know was like, you know what? It's a big draft party going on. Celebrate Devin. And I'm like, who's Devin? Like, I had no idea because I wasn't really into sports. Um, he swears I lie about that. But no, I didn't. So <laughs> I got him. She, she just said Delaware is a small state. And I was it a big is. deal. So there's no way she didn't know about me. But continue. I know, but, but no, our mutual friend invited um, me to the party. And so, well, not our mutual friend, but a friend invited me to the party and his best friend actually was, I guess, scouting for girls to talk to him. So he's going around like, hey, I want you to be my friend. I want you to be my friend. And I'm like, who's your friend? Now his friend's Devin. So he introduced us, and that's how we initially met. Um, but later in the night, I kind of went back up to him and was talking to him, and that's where pretty much it led from there. Yeah, oh. I, I agree. So I already, <laughs> already said my group since. I think that she knew who I was from the get-go. <laughs> Um, Biggest like thing in said, Delaware since the Amish girl. You better ask about me. <laughs> <laughs> but she's right. My my best friend uh, was doing what a best friend should do. I just got drafted. It was my draft party. So he was going around and bringing people up into the VIP room. Uh, and he introduced me to Asha. And I said hello at first. And then I just started to make my rounds around the um, the party just to say hi to everybody. And we reconnected at the end of the party. I asked for her number. We found out that we had the same birthday and the same year and everything. And it's like she thought it was a match made in heaven. And we just connected. Y'all were born on the exact same day? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And on Earth? 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. That is crazy. I yeah. thought y'all were just saying y'all were born on the same day. Then you said the same year. I said, hold up. Y'all yeah. was yeah. wham wham into Earth. Mm-hmm. Yep. They yep. Was I had to check her ID where? really quick to make sure that she wasn't tricking me, but it, it was true. Wow. Mm-hmm. And she didn't know about you and y'all was born on the same day on Earth? <laughs> this wow. is a lot this of crazy. What are the chances of that? This is a Asha? lot of coincidences. What are the chances of that even? Okay, but wait. Take us back to, or no, not take us back, but what year are we talking? This was 2013. Oh, it's 12. Okay, so 2012. Okay. May or end of April. Okay, and then okay. Oh, so you listen, Asha. You got in right at the good times. I don't oh, know. Yeah, if the, listen, yeah the listen, whirlwind was drafted, just starting. Right. Let me tell, this is this is how I knew that this was meant to be because going into the NFL, I already had my mindset of how my lifestyle was going to be. <laughs> I was going to be partying. I was going to be having fun. I had no plans of having. You a also girlfriend. know what those two words mean. Yeah, exactly. I mean, those exactly. two phrases mean. But, but we had a, a, our first initial conversations. Um, it just struck me different. Uh, I really took interest in Asha and, and wanted to get to know her more. And like I said, the synergy was there. We just connected and we just started building since 2012. Wow. Okay, so how long did you guys date before marriage? And did you have, do you have a cool, like, engagement story? I'll let you tell the story, too. Oh, he must be <laughs> proud <story>. of it. <laughs> So we dated for about a year before we got engaged. Um, hold on, hold on, Devin. You was you was show. No, I wasn't. See, listen, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you the story about this because <laughs> the first year we were just talking, we were just dating, um, and then after my second, my first year in the NFL. <clears throat> And, I, and I'm going to say this because I know there's this list floating around out there about the, the places people don't want to go on dates. Oh, to. yeah. We listened to your episode. Yeah. Y'all podcast went to Cheesecake episode. Factory? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Cheesecake Factory? Second... <laughs> Asha, you let them get you. No, she did not. Yeah, bro. I was in there. <laughs> <laughs> I said, no, she did not. She said, yes, I was. I was in there. Yes, I was. I, I was, was on page 48 of the yes. menu. Uh, their shepherd yep. pie is very yep. good. <laughs> so after the first year... um. We went to Cheesecake Factory in Cincinnati, and we sat in the. Oh, booth this is a true story, a hundred percent. You actually, not your metaphorical Cheesecake Factory. No, you went this is to... the real deal. Okay, it's the real okay. deal. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I asked her to be my girlfriend. Um, going into my second year in the NFL, and um, like I said, we we continued to hit it off after the the second year as well. But I never had my mind set on marriage because mm. I came from a broken home. I didn't understand that dating should only be a vehicle to get you to the destination, Come which on. is marriage. Mm-hmm. My second year in the NFL, I was dealing with a lot. I was, I had uh, dislocated my elbow against the Detroit Lions. Mm. She was there for me. I couldn't wash my own back in the shower. She would fly out to Cincinnati and take care of me during that time. And then five weeks later, I ended up blowing out my back against the Steelers. Um, and I had to get seasoned in the back surgery. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I had to get seasoned in the back surgery. Mm. And um, she was there for me again. A week after that, I almost died from uh, pulmonary embolisms in my lungs. I had oh to get God. rushed to the hospital because of the surgery. And Asha had made a suggestion that we should go back to church, that we should get into church and just take a a, a, a walk together on our journey. Because I was, like I said, I was going through a dark time, but you know, darkness is not actually a thing. It's just an absence of light. And Come we felt on, like by it getting... preached to us 
today, yeah. Minister yeah. Steele. <laughs> Come on, so Reverend. So we felt like having a relationship with God would bring that light back into our life. Mm -hmm. And something major happened when we took that walk together. We had got baptized. And I remember the pastor came up to me out of nowhere. I didn't know him for that long. And he was like, if you're not going to take her serious, then let her go. Mm. And that was the first time that any man had held me accountable for what I was doing. He didn't want me to waste her time anymore. And that was the first time I realized that I'm not supposed to just be dating for five, six, seven years without any um, outcome, without any destination in mind. So I made the decision that I was going to take the necessary steps um, in order to uh, proposed to her. And I actually proposed to her on our birthday. Um, I had got this company to set up uh, a room at a hotel in Philadelphia, a big conference center, where I had took pictures of the moments that we shared in those two years. And I put them on posters and I had them uh, put them around the room because when I proposed to her, I wanted her to see why I was deciding to marry her. So mm. I had pictures of her helping me or laying next to me in the hospital uh, when after my surgery on two chairs with a, a little skinny blanket, a small blanket when, you know, hospitals be extremely cold. So I had those type of pictures around the room to let her know that I put a lot of thought into this. And I had a string quartet playing her, Dang, her favorite John Devin. Legend song. Keep oh yeah, I went in. A string quartet in. playing John Legend? What and song I had no idea it? what a string quartet was before <laughs> that day. <laughs> Devin, you want a string quartet? What is that? I never saw anything like that before. <laughs> but I was like, I got to go romantic on this one. Um, but I just dropped down and I, I popped the question. She hesitated for a while, so it made me a little bit nervous. I was like, come on, you got to give me an answer. You have all our friends You hesitated when he was on his knee, Asha? I did. Were you overwhelmed or what was you thinking about? So it was a it was a surprise because like we said, we had been through a lot within that year of us dating. We had been talking to each other for two years but us being like officially together was a year and it was a whirlwind like he just explained to you and so um when we were planning our birthday we were actually talking about planning a surprise birthday party for the both of us but that fell through so it was like wait oh, wait, 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 wait 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 Asha, wait 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 no time out <laughs> how you plan how how plan well, okay, and surprise everybody else <laughs> yeah. we didn't know we didn't know what we were going to do because yeah. that was a month we had already been in our fight with cancer at that time. Mm. So oh. we were a month into it. And I was in the hospital with Leah during that time. And I wasn't sure when she was going to get out. Got it. Um, so we didn't know if we were going to have a surprise birthday party. But while I was in the hospital, I was working with this company to plan the surprise proposal. So you just remind me, I forgot all about it. I went to pick her up and I told her we was going to go out to dinner and I was going to head right back to the hospital um, to be with Leah. And in the car on the way up to Philadelphia, I made her drive. Right. Wait, no, hold on, hold on. Let's go back. Because like you saying, yes, he, so we were planning this party. I was more so planning the party for us. So it wouldn't have been a surprise for us. It probably would have been for everybody else. Okay. But we're planning this party and it just falls through. And so, like you said, he had the whole proposal that he was planning the whole time. Mm -hmm. And I had no clue. So while we're driving up there, He's sweating and just acting really nervous. And I have no clue that I'm about to walk into an engagement. I'm just thinking we're going out to eat. He's telling me we're going to like one of these restaurants. I'm like, okay, this is the area I, I know. So I, it's familiar to me. And I'm just wondering why he's acting so weird. And then 
once we get to the building, it's funny because like with him playing in the uh, NFL, they'll usually stay at certain hotels when they are coming from different states. And it was a hotel where he had stayed at one time in Philadelphia where I, I met yeah. up with him. And I'm like, why are we at a hotel to go out to eat? Like, what restaurant he is in this hotel? So... He ain't trying to eat. <laughs> <laughs> Going deep sea diving. <laughs> so, everything, it wasn't just, it wasn't clicking. It wasn't registering. And so when I walked in, I was in complete shock. So that was the hesitation. I was just like, what is going on? I had no clue. So it wasn't hesitating for him. It's more so just like I was in shock. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Mm -hmm. okay and then you uh fast forward how long were you guys engaged two years yeah we two years uh because we had made the decision that we didn't want to get married until um leah was cancer free so she can walk down the aisle Aww. you know as a flower girl cancer free so we put it off um until then yeah wow that's beautiful okay can we talk about leah for just a moment let's mm -hmm. do it yeah so can't you guys are Wait, how old are you guys at this time? Man, we was 24. Yeah, 24. 24. Whew. When you guys got married or the engagement? No, the, the engagement. engagement. We got mm -hmm. married at 26. Okay. Okay, but still even young. still, you so you guys are babies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Her, her battle with cancer made the grow, made us grow up fast. Yeah, y'all mm -hmm. technically was just 24, but like life-wise, y'all about 48 yeah. now. And it's in the beginning <laughs> stages of your relationship as well. So yeah. you are, uh, you get together, I'm assuming around 21, 22. Mm -hmm. Well, y'all the same mm -hmm. age, so probably 22. Right. Yeah. Yep. And then you uh, fast forward, you're having these NFL whirlwind. Did you yeah. move states as well from Delaware, your hometown, to so when I when I got drafted, I went to Penn State. So I went from uh, Pennsylvania to Ohio, and then I was with the Bengals for four years okay. during that time. So although there was a lot of whirlwinds, we were still um, – well, I was still in Cincinnati, so we, was, we weren't moving around a lot. Okay, but still, you're from Philadelphia, so then you moved to Ohio. Mm -hmm. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, she's from. We're both from Delaware, so she moved from Delaware to Cincinnati after we got engaged. Oh God, I thought she said she was from Philadelphia. Okay, I, I heard that same thing yes. too. Yes. Okay. No, I lived in Philadelphia. Ah. So when we met, I was living in Philadelphia, working there. Yeah. Oh, got okay. it. Because okay. I was like, dang, yeah. I for sure yeah, heard Philadelphia. I missed it. <laughs> yeah. I know he was the biggest thing in Delaware, but she hadn't heard of him. So yes. maybe because she was in Philly, That's she didn't know. Okay. Now it's all connecting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now it's all all connected. Connected. I heard of him. You didn't even know. I never. I only been yeah. Delaware one time, but you know what I'm saying. Asha was so busy. I don't know what she was. So <laughs> she was living her life in okay, Delaware. Exactly. There were so many life. things to do in Delaware. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> like skip the page that says sports. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so within the first four years, tell me if I'm saying this correctly, within the first four years of your relationship, you guys are moving to a brand new state. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You are newly drafted in the NFL. Yep. You get a string of injuries, right. and then your oldest daughter is diagnosed with cancer. Yep. Uh, she becomes cancer free and you guys then get married all within yep. the first four years. And this is from 22 to 26. Yeah, it was a lot. Yeah. Man, when you it string it together lot. like that, any one of those things is a lot. Y'all yeah. had all of those things. Mm -hmm. together and y'all still married just we should just clap for no seriously for making it because any one of those things with the best of intentions any one of those those are humongous those are life changes yeah. a lot of transition a move is a big thing a new job is a big thing 
Uh, I know when you're a, a big athlete going from like a D1 college to NFL, a lot of times the players say it isn't that much different, but right. it's different. And we're going to throw another wrench in there. Yeah. We're a blended family. So that adds another level of complexity to it as well. So there was a lot of things that we had to deal with during that time when Leah was battling cancer that I'm surprised that it didn't end our relationship. But the fact that it didn't let me know that we were put together for a reason because yeah. we've been able to weather every single storm mm -hmm. that has been thrown at us. And that has gave us the strength to endure anything moving in the future. Like if we was going to give up on this marriage or this relationship, we should have did this right. in 2014, 15. Yeah. Like it's too late now. We got to reap the <laughs> benefits of us fighting. We got to get the reward for, for us, sure. you know, persevering. So, yeah. so at this moment in 2023, how, how long have y'all been together up to right now? Even 10 years, counting together. Going on eight years of marriage. Mm -hmm. Okay, got it. Y'all, that's been a healthy amount of stuff. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. yeah. I do, I just want to pause. Go ahead, I agree Jeff. with that sentiment, Devin, so much. Uh, people get divorced, you know, for whatever their reason is. Mm -hmm. However, I was just thinking about this on my walk um, yesterday. When you put that much work in, I, I needed to work. Oh, yeah. Because we did all this work. I don't. I don't mind the work. I love my wife. I we go to therapy. We, you know, what I'm saying, do the yeah. thing. But I'm not. I'm not finna give up on this. No. Not after I done put all this work in. I just okay. want to take an opportunity to quote the great Beyonce Giselle Giselle Knowles Carter, and she says, <laughs> "Ring the alarm. <laughs> <laughs> I've been through this too long, and I'll be Should if be I see another chick on his arm. All I'm saying <laughs> is." At this point, not in, after I done got a C-section scar. Point in the journey, not after everything I done dog on all them two-hour right. therapy session. I now you done built him up to be a good man, so he could be oh, emotionally yeah. intelligent with you. I wish oh, nigga yeah. would. Yes, I, I, I was with you when you was literally oh, here we go back riding your bike yep. to Burger King. Asia said I sat in that hospital bed for three days. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't all take right. a bath. I wash your back. I wish you would. Listen. You ain't even have no you left try arm. try me if you want to. Who washed your back? And you know Devin Big, it's a big back to wash. That back would have been stanking if it wasn't for her. Joe stanking oh, back. She wasn't down here washing that back. I know that. When your knee was blew out, who was who was wrapping it who up and putting the ice and on it? Grabbing the ice. Yeah. And now you oh, help yeah. me. You want to walk out of my life? I'll break your knee again. That's show enough. You better you better nub out of it. <laughs> Ty, you better. I'm gonna take you right back to your worst. Oh. You want to leave me? I'm breaking that elbow. Oh, I'm busting goodness. that back open, and then you start from there. And I'm chopping your you at the knee. <laughs> Over here, walking oh, good man. out of my life. I wish you would walk oh. good after I done nurse you back to health. <laughs> Asia, oh, you don't have to say baby. it. We're going to say it for you. Yeah, we're your anger <laughs> chest later. And I know I you probably wouldn't even think about it. Yeah. That is so funny. That is hilarious. Okay, so okay, so at, um, you got, what, how old are y'all now? In your early 30s? 34. 34. Okay, so at 34, 10 years together. Okay, this is one of my favorite questions. I'm going to ask you because after everything you guys have been through. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> if you can go back in time. And give your younger married self one piece of advice. What would it be? Set boundaries. Mm, say more about yeah, that. I would have set 
more boundaries. Like I said, we come from a blended family. Um, so anytime there's external influences, it makes things difficult. Mm -hmm. Somebody from a different household can have yep. such an influence on your own household. Yep. Um, and we were actually going, I was going through a custody battle at that time. So I was trying to play everything safe uh, to save face for the court. So there was things that were going on that I wouldn't really address mm -hmm. that I would just let slide because I'm like, listen, we got a bigger goal yeah. at the end of this. And that was to have custody of, of Leah, of my daughter. So I let things slide that I shouldn't let slide. Mm -hmm. um, and it had a huge impact on our relationship. So I wish I would have set boundaries early on so we didn't deal with some of the chaos. It was actually chaos yeah. that we dealt with early on. And then um, I wish we would have addressed it because I felt, I felt, I feel like 2015, I won the ESPY award. Mm -hmm. I went on the stage and I told everybody that I was going to give Asha the wedding of her dreams. And we ended up winning the not dream wedding. And we was thrown right into the wedding before we went to any counseling to address the pain and the hurt that we had been through over the years. Um, and then once we got married, we thought that it was just going to be easy. Like what's in the past is in the past. We're moving forward, mm -hmm. but it wasn't. So in the beginning of our marriage, we had to address all those things that we should have addressed uh, before we got married. So I wish I would have set boundaries and I wish that we would have took things more seriously and addressed the hurt and the pain that we went through before we actually said I do. That was a very that was, thoughtful, that was good. honest self-reflection. You you rarely see people, especially on social media, share their mistakes as well. Mm -hmm. But I, I appreciate that level of honesty, uh, especially honesty that don't make you look like the best husband in the world. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Because yeah. the truth of the matter is, and I be thinking this all the time, we get on social media and lie. <laughs> we all present that we perfect. Let me tell you what. Mm -hmm. Of all of us who are in the studio watching this and y'all and the people watching at home, somebody's laundry ain't done. It's and there's mine. dishes in the sink. It's mine. And you know you're supposed to clean that kitchen, but you were tired. But let, mm -hmm. let social media tell it. Everybody's house is spick and span mm -hmm. every day of the week. Mm -hmm. right. Somebody's drawers is dirty. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I so that I and I think we get in the habit so much of doing that on social media that we start to believe that about ourselves. We gotta yeah. really look in that mirror, and that mirror is dirty as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Spray Windex on that. <laughs> and that's what you're doing, Devin. You really was like, here's where I messed up. Yeah. Right. And I appreciate that. Asha, where'd you mess up? And it better be worse than his. <laughs> it's not the question is <laughs> not, not about mess up. I just <laughs> <laughs> No, I think for me, I think it would just be me telling myself to trust God. Mm -hmm. um, because like we said in the beginning when we were going through so much and we decided to take our, our faith walk together, I questioned God. I questioned the intentions that Devin may have had. I questioned our relationship a lot. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so I was in a space of just feeling really uncomfortable. Like we talked about this a lot on the podcast as well. Like I was just trying to navigate life and I had no clue of what I was doing. And so I felt like I was questioning a lot, questioning God a lot, questioning my marriage a lot. But instead of me doing that, I would have just told myself to just stay grounded and trust God and know that we're going to get through this. Because like you said, we got through everything that we got to before that. So that would probably be my, my advice what? for my younger self. Mm -hmm. Asha, that is so good. We're mm. teaching our, our oldest son how to drive, right? And unfortunately, we live in L.A., so it's very hard to teach him because he has to, like, drive. 
And mm-hmm. it's so funny. We almost got in a car accident yesterday because I, I'm, I promise I'm going to make this all make sense. So in his driver's lessons, they have taught him when it's a yellow light, you can roll through, right? But in mm-hmm. L.A., there's hardly any protected greens. So when that mm-hmm. light turns yellow, he hesitates because he's new and, right. and unsure. When right. he hesitates, that other person is like, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. So yeah. now he's stuck in the thing. And I had to tell him, I said, listen, when you hesitate, them folks going to do wrong in front of you. You mm-hmm. are better off being confident and just going and believing right. because when you hesitate, when you break, somebody going to break a rule. They're going to jar in front of you. It's going to be way worse. And I think in your relationships, if you are unsure, your decision-making tends to feel yeah. unsure. Mm-hmm. It's better to be confident, like, we're going to make this work. And this is, an, even when you lift weights, you'd be like, I'm about to get this 225. You're much yeah. easier. But if you're like, I don't know, this feels heavy, then it's going to feel heavier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that your advice might seem like, oh, just trust yourself. Trust God. Oh, that seems cliche. That actually is super, mm-hmm. hard. super yeah. hard and super important because it will it will inform how you attack or not attack, but how you approach every day of your marriage, I every relationship, yeah. how, how much you question his uh, integrity, authenticity. If you're unsure about him, things he does confidently, you'll be like, okay, but I don't know. Oh, it, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But if you yeah. trust yourself in your relationship and you take that trust in with him, you'll take it at face value. Now, if that gets violated, that's another thing. But if right. you're not, if you're not sure True things will become will make you feel like they were untrue, and he didn't even have no intention. This is whoever it could go both yeah, ways. Yeah. So I yeah. really I, that really resonated with me because I think that's that applies in so much parts of life, but it's specifically in your marriage. If you're unsure, it's gonna feel like, and then he gonna be like, "Dang, why? What do I, I got to do? Why she ain't?" You can tell when somebody's unsure or hesitating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. You can mm-hmm. feel it. You can feel when yeah. they ain't with you all the way, and then it make you start to question yourself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So jump in strong. And be in all the yeah. way. I feel like that will give you a better chance of, of a success rate. Yeah, very yeah. good. No, I agree. And I, I think that what I loved about Asha is when she had those moments, Not probably not in the beginning, but later on, she spoke about it. Mm-hmm. So the fact that she let me know the things that she was uncertain about gave me an opportunity to make her more confident. Yeah. A lot of times in a marriage, you're not telling the person what you're not comfortable with what you're not confident in, so yep. you don't give them an opportunity to make the necessary changes in order to make you more confident. But as our communication opened up, I realized there were certain areas that I needed to work on to make her more confident mm-hmm. because she can trust in God. But if I'm not doing the work, I'm not changing. It's going to be hard for her to let go and say, you know what? Because in a sense, you're trusting me with your life. Yes. Yeah. With mm-hmm. Direction. So yes. I need to be open to hear your feedback on how I can be a better leader how I can be a better husband so we can coexist in the same space um, and be happy to be in that space together. Yeah. <laughs> I want to add to that too, Devin, because I think what you said is so key. Um, and I just lost it. Dang it. It was so good. <laughs> happens to me all the time. <laughs> you had it, Kev. What was it? I don't know. Kev, think about it. Well, say what you, say what yeah, you said at the very say- beginning. Um, that she was open enough to tell me the areas That's what that I was. wasn't confident in. So, if you don't this, let me tell you what people do, because I do it too. Right. We will not tell our partner something that bothers us about them and right. still hold them accountable as if we did tell them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you yeah. mad at them, and you ain't even said, you know, it's like, say I stepped on Melissa's foot and my foot is on her foot, right? Mm-hmm. And she doesn't say, hey, you're standing on my foot. I'm like, oh, my bad. I didn't even know. But we will be like, hey, I'm on, I'm on your foot. 
and not say nothing, be like, see, he don't respect me. He over here standing yeah. on my foot. He don't even feel me. And somebody, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And it could have all been avoided if you just said, hey, you are, you're, you're stepping on my foot. Mm-hmm. But we do that in our relationship so much. In our, in our head, we've had the full conversation. We've expressed it. You've denied it. We doubled down. Mm-hmm. And in the real, actual world, you have not even told your partner, hey, this nah. bothers me. Mm-hmm. And if they you don't. They should just know. They right? should just. And then we they tell ourselves that. If he mm-hmm. really loved me. He would know if she really loved me. Shoot, I, I, I bet you I was with somebody else. I probably wouldn't have to say this. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah. You over here creating all this narrative in your head. But can you join me in the actual world where if you want right. something done, you at least got to share it and let the other person know? Now, if you let them know and they don't adjust, that's one thing. Right. But you yeah. can't expect somebody to, to, un, to be in your head yeah. and adjust for what you haven't even expressed. Yeah, yeah that's and, good. And, and even when you... When you address it, if you address it, because like you said, most couples don't because they try to avoid the argument or the big blow up, not yeah. understanding that you may get that immediate gratification. But at the end of the day, if you don't address those things, it's going to be an even bigger problem. One thousand. I just forgot what I was about to say with that <laughs> as well. See how good we've been, we've been dropping crazy. so much gems. Okay, I'm going to go an analogy on, on you, Devin, because I can't help you because I wasn't talking. Our oh, son needs to get his... Um, with some teeth pulled, right? And you were making this mm-hmm. point, Devin. I'm going to help you while you think about it. There you go. So we get an x-ray about it. And like three, one is very obvious and three, the other three is not so obvious. So I'm right. asking the dentist, like, what happens if he doesn't do this? Because our son is 17. Mm-hmm. He was like, you could probably not do this until you're 30 before you'll feel any pain. But the problem is you will have tooth decay mm-hmm. because you don't feel it does, does it not mean... mean something negative is not happening. Woo! And if you address it when you're 17, first of all, you're young and you'll heal faster. But if you don't address it till you're 30, when you feel the pain, by the time you feel the pain, it's too late. The damage, the damage. So now instead of four teeth, you got eight teeth that are impacted. Mm -hmm. Your whole, and I'm like, that was really a word. Because you yeah. feel like, oh, I avoided this weekend of, of pain for my wisdom team. Yep. I feel great. I'm going to in and out. I'm going to the movies. I kept I, that money in my pocket. I kept for that money in my else. pocket. Yeah. <laughs> and, on t- and then on top of that, when you're 30, because you're going to have to have the surgery plus the tooth decay. and the yeah. room, Now the, the bread going to be crazy. Right. The pain going to be crazy. And the damage going to be worse. So yeah. in our relationship, we have hurt each other trying not to hurt each other. Yes. Mm. Avoiding arguments just increases the resentment in you. And you be yeah. we be placating each other like, oh, yeah, it's cool. We're going to have a good day. And deep down inside, we like, mm-hmm. I make my eyes small at you. So, <laughs> you know, it's really important to say it. It really is. It is. And even yeah. when saying it, you got to say it the right way in the right time. You, don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not just saying always be complaining. But I am saying sometimes you have to have that conversation that's going to feel tough at the moment. But overall, down the road, you will be better for it as opposed to avoiding it to appease the moment. That's good, yeah. Kev. And then, and then when you, if you do address it, you got to practice grace because you can't expect your partner to change right away. That's good. Because these are habits that they have been doing for a very long time. Yes. So they're doing it unconsciously most of the time. So you have to give them grace, give them time to change. I'll give you an example. One of the things, that, and this is, might sound crazy to people, but we've been together for over 10 years. And I've never been the type of person, like I'm very respectful, but I've never seen a man set the example where they open up the car door for their woman. Mm. Like any other door, my wife doesn't open it. We go to a restaurant, we go to any building, my girls know, my uh, my three daughters know, don't touch the door, daddy gonna open up the door. Like I, I do those things. But one of the things that I wanted to do is to start opening up my wife's 
car door mm -hmm. every time we get into the car. I started this about two weeks ago. And the first day we had went on a date, I'm opening up the door, I'm, make, I'm on top of it. Mm -hmm. And I told Asha, I was like, listen, this is something new that I'm trying to do. So there's gonna be times that I forget and I just need you to remind me that this is a commitment that I made to you right. so mm -hmm. that I can stay on top of it. Two days later, I completely forgot. I stopped <laughs> opening up the door and everything. <laughs> and she goes to me, um, she said to me the other day, you know what, Devin? I was like, what? I thought she was about to say something good because she was smiling. <laughs> she says, <laughs> see, they get sneaky with that. They come to you or they got a good look on your face. They don't just say, can we talk about something so you know that it's going to be bad. She came with a smile. I threw you but off. She said, you haven't opened up the door since that day that you started opening up the door when we went on a date. And I bust out laughing because I'm like, yo, you right. I completely forgot that this is what I said that I was going to do. But I appreciated her reminding me because now it gets me back into it that, okay, this is what I said I'm going to do. I have to work diligently yeah. to break these habits. Yeah. So that's the same thing with if there's issues in your marriage, you can't expect that person to change if you have allowed the writing and the cement to dry up. Like it's there. It's that's going to good. take time that's for really you good. to undo that. You're going to have to break down that cement, pour some new ones, Put some new habits yeah. into your marriage or your yeah. relationship, and then you can move forward. But most people want that microwavable change. They want that instant change from mm -hmm. people. And that's just not the way we work as humans. That's good. He's been in his bag today. He they both have. Today. I don't be open the door good either. I know you probably was thinking that. No. Because uh, they go like, doo doo, it open. <laughs> <laughs> Did you what, have anything you wanted to add? To what he just said? No, yeah. I think that was true. I think for the most part, um, it's we just been trying to like navigate through that. So I, when we first started, it was a big struggle with communication for us. It was no communication, pretty much. Um, we talked about how like we were in a phase where we were like strangers in a sense, mm -hmm. um, and we had to relearn each other, and that was a, a whole process. So now it's we're at a better space than what we were before because we've been able to learn how to properly communicate, learn how to validate each other when we're uh, communicating and knowing the time and tone of how to communicate those things because all of that plays a huge factor into, you know, having a conversation and really not only just having a conversation, but having a resolution at the end of the conversation. And so I think that's something that we definitely worked on. Like, had it been before, if it was that scenario, it would have been like, why you don't open the car door no more? Like, like what's going on? Right. But now is a place where we can actually communicate through love with each other and get the a, a better result in the long run. So yeah, yeah I agree with I that because that. like you just said, we had to we had to relearn each other because you don't go through Listen, when you go through a storm, you don't come out the same person you went in. Mm -hmm. You got a churchy we background. In, who are we, you, who 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 went to church in your family? Nobody. That's really? why I didn't. <laughs> You said God Nobody. did it? He said, that's why my I grandma did it. My grandmom did when I was a kid, but then she moved away, and my parents didn't go to church. So well, I was like, just granny gone, Listen, and so am I. that got up in you. You hear me? Everything Listen, when y'all started that walk, y'all walked good with him. That walk, yeah. that kid, that, oh, yeah. that's in you. Because when you go oh, through yeah. the storm, you don't come out the same <laughs> on, on the other side, but you're stronger for it. Ah, <laughs> hunt your neighbor and say I'm different on the other <laughs> side, but I made it. Come on. Yo. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> But no, we, we had to we had to relearn each other and become a student of each other. We call That's it attunement, where you have the desire to understand and respect your partner's inner world. And we had to learn each other's inner world again. Like, how did this 
this change you? Like, what type of person are you? Or what type of partner do you need? What yeah. kind of goals do you have? What new scars do you have that I may have caused that only I can bring that healing to? And when we sat down and we had that conversation, it was like, all right, now I understand you better. So now you don't have to force me to change. I want to change because now we're so connected that when you're hurt or when, you, when you're sad, I'm hurt yeah. and I'm sad. And I don't want to be that way. So I'm going to do what is necessary in order to help you get through whatever you're going through. And when you're happy, I'm happy. So I, I want to see that joy in you. So she's not forcing me to change. I'm changing on my own yeah. because I want, I, I care about her well-being just as much as I care about mine. So becoming a student of each other, and we're still student of each other because every day we're changing, um, has allowed us to glow uh, have a better connection with each other. Before I we say, let, oh, oh go ahead. Well, I was just right, gonna. Right. S- I was just gonna <laughs> say the last thing with all of this, especially as you're talking about changing, because I know Kevin and I have gone through this um, as well. Is that getting married? Well, starting to date, but then getting married so young, you mm-hmm. you couple that the natural evolution of being 22 and not really knowing yourself you think you know yourself because like you're officially grown but the reality is you really don't like you you begin to learn more about yourself through time and experiences and then you add or add that on to everything that you guys have been through of course Mm -hmm. 10 years later there needs to be a reintroduction yeah because you realize um at you know at 22 you think you're one way you you have these ideas of who you are and how you're going to show up in relationships and then experience teaches you otherwise you have a mm. theory that's yeah. what i should say you have a that's theory true. of who you are at you know i like uh, i always say this i like a person that communicates <laughs> it's so important because communication and then yeah. you realize you're the person that shuts down <laughs> you realize you're the person that runs away Am you I realize drama? yes like and it's like <laughs> Well, girl, how you like communication and you don't know how to talk because that's what you've heard and that's what you read in textbooks. And so you believe Uh, those are the things that are true. And then you realize, oh, wait, I actually have a hard time getting in touch with my feelings. Oh, Mm. I actually have a hard time articulating my feelings. Oh, I actually realize I only have one feeling and it's anger. So even when I'm sad or when I'm embarrassed or when I'm jealous or when I'm hurt, it all just comes across as anger. Those are things you learn over time. And again, adding everything that you've said, of course, Mm -hmm. of course, there's going to be a reintroduction. I just want to say this before we close. Uh, Devin, you just said this, and Melissa, you iterated, and I just want to further iterate it. You will, if you are in a healthy relationship, you are always going to be learning and relearning and reintroducing yourself to yourself and to your partner. Mm-hmm. In 24 years, Melissa and I have changed tremendously. Right. If we met anywhere along the way, we'd be a different person along the way. So when you're making a commitment to be married for, for life, you're making a commitment to relearn that person for life yeah. because yeah. life changes you. Y'all before uh, together was one person. Uh, with one child, you're one person. Blended family, each child. You in the NFL, you out of the NFL, Asha at this job, that job, no job. At, you know, and 10 years from now, y'all going to be like, boy, remember when we was 34? That was crazy. Mm-hmm. And when your kids grow up, like our kids are, are getting ready to move out the house, that's going to be a different part of our relationship. And that's right. really the commitment you make in marriage is I'm committed to learning you as you grow and change mm-hmm. and, and, and uh, 
you learning me as I grow and change. Very good. Until you die, and then you it's over. Mm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything you guys I, want I have to a, go ahead. I have a question for y'all because okay. we don't um, like I said, both of our backgrounds, we come from broken homes. So we don't really have older couples that you know, really set the example for us or teach. Like, we had to do this all on our own. Wait, but Devin, um, I want you to relax on older couples, though. I, I knew you was going to say that. <laughs> I knew old. one of y'all was going to say I'm that. Okay, I'm thinking it in my head. Yeah. Like, okay. I think that I think this is a beautiful thing um, as people age. Like I said, because of what we went through, we know how life is so precious. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see a lot of kids who, unfortunately, pass away young. So I think that getting old is a beautiful thing. Yeah. It's a blessing. So it was definitely no disrespect. Melissa, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, heard all that. What, what's your question? <laughs> I ain't trying to hear nothing of that pertaining, pertaining to me, though. <laughs> That's what I laser focus on. Oh, older too. She ain't heard a word you said since that. I got stuck. That. I got stuck. <laughs> what y'all mean, older couples? Angela Bassett or something? You want to talk to Courtney, Courtney B. Vance? Courtney B. Vance? <laughs> yeah. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> but, Kevin, this, this question is, is more for you. Mm-hmm. Because the reason why we do the work that we do now is because we felt like we didn't have insight on what it takes to have a successful relationship. Mm-hmm. Anytime I would ask a man like who was married for a long time, like, what's the key to a successful marriage? They would say, you know, happy wife, happy life. And, and I don't know if they said that in jest or they just really didn't know mm-hmm. what it takes to have a successful marriage, or maybe they didn't have one. But as a man, what would you say is the key to having a successful marriage without saying happy wife, happy life, because we both know that both of our well-beings and our happiness are extremely important. Yeah. So what can you do? Yeah, I was going to say happy wife, happy life is a, is a, is a get out of jail free card. Mm-hmm. And if you do, if you were to really do that, like, I mean, get out of jail is like, I'm just going to do whatever she wants so she'll feel better. Yeah. Uh, it just makes you end up be fr- being frustrated. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I would say at this stage of my relationship is, the key to happiness in a marriage is being committed to doing the work required to maintain that happiness. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'll use an example. I just started working out again. So years ago, I used to lift pretty heavy. If you might understand this, maybe Asha too. Um, <laughs> she played in the NFL. Remember? She played in the NFL. That's what, that's what Melissa said. <laughs> you could be repping 225 as your max in high school or post college. Right. If you stop lifting weights, and you try to come back to it, it would be like you never had the ability to lift that amount of weight mm. ever mm-hmm. in your life. You must continue to do that work to maintain that strength. The moment you stop, it weakens and weakens mm-hmm. and weakens. And I think relationships are the same. Even if I got to my, okay, I'm going to get to this. This is what I want to do. You still have to continue to commit to the maintenance of that health. So Melissa and I do, you know, you know, you go through a rough part, like maybe you're building up to this and you have a breakthrough. You can't just stop and be like, okay, we we've got it now. You Mm -hmm. have to be committed to the maintenance of the health of that relationship. And that means you probably are always going to be working on it to some level of um, difficulty. And you're going to have rougher patches when it's um, a bigger change. And you have some patches where you're like, oh, it's pretty easy. I'm just kind of maintaining. I'm chilling. It's not that hard. But you'll never be in a position where you could just be like, I'm not actually doing any work on my relationship because your spouse is just like Earth is always moving and changing. So is she and so are you. So the mm. reason happy wife, happy life doesn't work because that means you're negating everything you feel. 
Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's up. It's my responsibility to give Melissa all the information she needs to properly love me. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if I'm not sharing that and that requires me to do the work on myself. Right. Like she was talking about, you only having one anger, like get you that that feelings will because anger, sadness, fear. They, those are all just the base emotions that something else is behind. You should be able to properly communicate. Hey, Melissa, actually, do you know a couple of days ago you said this and I didn't say anything in the moment? but it actually made me feel like this. Can we talk about that, right? Even if you don't feel like doing that, mm-hmm. that is essentially a rep of maintaining yeah. this relationship. Because if you don't, she has no idea and you slowly are getting more irritated about it. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the key, uh, is, is the commitment to the maintenance. If yeah. you do that, I think you can actually have a healthy, happy relationship through yeah, That analogy one. really hit home with me. Because like you said, it... If go back to what, when you referenced the 225, it may take you a long time to finally get to that place of 225. Mm-hmm. But if you don't go to the gym for a week or two, mm-hmm. you will lose it so fast. So it's always, it takes a longer time in order to build that up. And it's so much quicker to lose so it. So like quicker. <laughs> if you don't have that conversation, like, hey, you did this the other day, man, that, that spark, that connection, that friendship, that y'all had can dwindle so it's fast. It's essentially you skipping just the gym that long to not say anything. It's That's simple good. as that. And then you yeah. come back and you're like, whoo, now it's, all of a sudden 185 feel yeah. heavy. Oh, dang, <laughs> now 160. I can't even get one. Now I'm down to just the yeah. bar and the 45. Yeah. You know, and so, then now it's so hard to get back to where you used to be that you don't even want to put in the effort. And, that, man, and, that's and good. boom, Great now analogy. you're discouraged. Now you didn't go to the gym in months. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I think that's yeah. the thing. Like, and as human beings, like nobody wants to do that. Right. Like, you don't want to have an argument. If you guys been cool for a couple weeks, you want to yeah. continue to keep that going. Right. But if you don't address that, it might feel good in the moment. But you re- you doing yourself and your wife and your marriage, which is three separate things: yeah. your personhood, her personhood, and your relationship. That's good. They all have to be healthy. If I'm in a terrible place. It's gonna affect our relationship, and it's gonna affect her. Mm-hmm. So yeah. all three of those be all our entities need to be operating in a healthy way to have a healthy relationship. That's so good. I, Kat, I Kat. appreciate that. That's the honestly the deepest response that I've ever gotten from a man. Um, See, because I'm like that I nigga said, man. It's always happy people, wife, happy life. Yeah, that because they don't know and men be stressed out. We, it's <laughs> we just be we just be giving up. <laughs> <laughs> That's why your granddad just gonna start a whole nother family. He's like, I don't wanna learn you. I, this woman now. I'm gonna start with her. Like, hold on, man. I'm gonna I, go to this new That's why I got an out. uncle that's my age. <laughs> my uncle, we both 38. What oh, was you doing? I was done with that work. I somebody else requires left less of me. I'll go over there. More kids to you. That's yeah. so funny. Oh man! Listen, you guys have been fantastic. A we joy, a joy, a treat. Yes. Thank so, you. can you please? Well, before I do that, actually, Asha, have I been saying your name wrong this whole time? Asha, I think you said Only Asha, Yeah, twice. you said you counted. I counted. He counted. I said <laughs> I it twice. Bro. Okay. So I just want to apologize. I just I've been going through my mind like. I think I had said it wrong, so I wanted to make sure I say that I apologize to you because that's not what your mama named you. (laughs) (laughs) And what is so funny is before I I was all on y'all YouTube, like, make sure you say it right. His name is Devin, not Devon. Her name is Asha. Got it. Child and got on this here podcast. That's how it happens every time. The more work. Asha and and Kevin. Okay, no, that's my name is Kevin. 
Devon. No, nobody said that. Arsha, oh, you man. added a letter. Just, I'm so mad at myself. My brain does what it wants. Her intentions were pure. Listen, I promise you I look you up to make sure I say it correctly. My brain just doesn't communicate to my mouth right. what we had talked it's about. Okay. It's okay. We practice grace over here. So I, I love appreciate it. it. I, love I appreciate it. it. I just want to let you know, uh, I did catch myself, and so I do apologize. Uh, but can you let the people know where they can um, find you on social media? Yes, well, my uh, social media is Asha Still um, on Instagram. And Mine's Devin Still, and our podcast is Relationships Podcast. Very good, because y'all keep the real in, in relationships. Bingo. Mm-hmm. See, I had listened. I had listened. <laughs> um, okay, thank you guys so very much. Appreciate we really y'all. appreciate thank your so time. Much. Enjoy yeah. the rest thank of you. your day. All right, y'all. Bye. Bye. Bye.